from my perspective, they just don't care as much about the individuals on their list. They're just maximizing what they can get, you yeah. know, despite yeah. the quality. And, you know, we might see some of these big household name brands go away. Welcome to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Alex. And today I have Kyle Stout. He is the founder of Elevate and Scale. And we're going to talk, we're going to talk email marketing. So Kyle, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. So maybe give everybody, uh, like what, why, why should we listen to you about email marketing? Like what's your, what is your company and, and like, what's your experience with emails? Okay. Yeah. So my company is Elevate and Scale and we help businesses put their sales on autopilot and maximize revenue through email marketing. So we approach that from two different angles. So the first part would be looking at your sales process and creating automations to optimize your sales process. And then also managing the ongoing email marketing. So what people typically think of as like newsletters and things like that. Yeah. So today we're going to kind of talk about the different kind of like aspects of email marketing and and why people maybe should be paying more attention to it. Um, so maybe first, you know, the, uh, our audience is mostly mostly B two B marketers, marketing managers to like marketing leaders. Um, I'm sure everybody has experience with email marketing, but there's there's varying levels of email marketing, and there's varying uh, how far companies go. You know, it could be oh yeah, we send out a newsletter once a month to we've got a 75 email drip when someone fills out a form. Um, so maybe like in your words, like why, what is the importance of email as it relates to like your marketing strategy or h- how does it fit into kind of how marketers should be thinking about it? Okay. I mean, so to me, the, the same reason that email has always been valuable uh, but that's always existed is the fact that you get direct access to your leads and customers. So you have this direct communication channel and it's on a platform that you own. So as we've seen the rise of social media and a lot of things that are, uh, you know, honestly a lot more exciting than email marketing have, have kind of come and gone. Um, you also see a lot of the downfalls of where, you know, you might end up losing a page that you had built up on a social media platform, or maybe all of the, the attention in your industry, you know, rapidly, like over the course of six months or something starts to shift to another social media platform. And now you have to start all over again, building your mm-hmm. following, or it could be yeah. that you've built up a following and now you have to pay to get access to your following. Uh, those are problems yeah. you don't, you don't have with email. So that's one of the main reasons uh, beyond that, it's also just a really cost-effective channel, and it tends to be more consistent month to month, which a lot of business owners um, could benefit, you know, mentally from just to keep yeah. their sanity to have something that's reliable from month to month. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a good point that you make. Um, that all these other channels, they do come and go. Some of them just change over time so like there's social media has been around for a long time but its strategy has changed and it's probably going to continue to change you know as updates and uh to algorithms and all all those all those aspects but email marketing the principles have kind of stayed the same it seems like i mean i think like what you send and how you send it uh your message obviously changes but the the process doesn't seem like it's changed too much in the last couple of years. Is that, is that correct? Does that seem right? Yeah, I would say, you know, 
like like other marketing channels, there's always new tactical stuff, right? The tactics are changing, the technology evolves, and you uh, new platforms come out with you know mm-hmm. more like, better features or new features. Uh, but the strategies really pretty much stay the same in terms of you know just delivering good content to the right people at the right time. Yeah. So okay, like I said, we have we have marketing managers to marketing leaders. Uh, we we probably have some technology, but maybe some manufacturing companies that maybe uh, don't have as sophisticated email campaigns. They they might be the well, we send a newsletter out once a month, um, and like is that is that like right? So like if you if you had to tell if you had advice or if you were to tell somebody who's like okay, how do I how do I think about email marketing more than a monthly newsletter? What would you say to like get started for them? Okay, so I mean, for the companies that are doing the monthly newsletter, you're already in a better spot than the companies who don't have a list or they've built up a list and they're not emailing them. So I would say, yeah. you know, don't feel too bad, but there's definitely a lot more you can do. Um, and yeah. getting back to even what you were asking originally, as far as whereas where email marketing fits in everything, it, you can use email marketing as part of your customer acquisition, but then the more long-term, you know, big picture value of email marketing is going to be in customer retention. So, but where you really are going to find the most opportunities if you haven't really done much with email marketing yet is really, you know, with customer acquisition. So first I would say, look at your sales process. So break and, and actually just take the, you know, dedicate a little time to actually write this out, uh, map out the step-by-step process that someone takes to become a client or a customer and look at where the gaps are in between each one of those steps and look at where you could use automated email to have follow-up in between those gaps. And that's where you're going to get a, you know, a lot of immediate ROI because you have people who are actively yeah. in your sales process right now and they're just, yeah. you're just not getting as good of conversions as you could. Yeah, that kind of seems like that low-hanging fruit that a lot of companies might have. People that have already engaged with something, a webinar, download, um, you know, trade show, and you've got people that have at least shown interest in something. Um, and so what you're kind of like saying is target those people first with some sort of automated email campaign that's bringing them, bringing them value while also moving them, understanding the full cycle of how do you get them from interested to customer and, fill in the gaps with, with automated emails or other, you know, something else automated or emails. Yeah. So, I mean, like a lot of B2B companies will do something where let's say they have a lead magnet that they, that people opt in, they download that. Um, and then maybe they're trying to get them onto a sales call and it's just kind of left at left blank from there. So some people decided to book the sales call and some people didn't, but there's still more you can do from that point on. Cause then the question is, okay, so, how many people showed up to the sales call? So you can have emails in, so you have emails trying to get them onto the sales call. Then once they've scheduled one, you can have emails to prepare them for that call. Yeah. And then if they don't show up, you can have follow up for people who don't show up. And again, you're going to have to, this takes a little work of talking yeah. with your sales team and trying to understand, okay, you know, why are people not showing up? What are their questions, concerns, objections? Also, sometimes life happens and it's just an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also then there's follow-up after the sales call because a lot of times it's kind of like, oh, you know, we got to talk it over. We'll get back to you. 
And, you know, maybe you're doing manual follow-up, but it also helps to have some automated follow-up just to, you know, remove a little burden on your team. But also it's, it's just a lot of times that, that you can deliver good content um, that just works around the clock for you. Yeah. Yeah, what you're talking about is almost like marketing ops. It's like almost, it's almost like, you know, like I think of uh, sales ops or even like getting into like rev ops is let's take a step back. What do you in like from a from an email perspective, or like even just why why are people not showing up to meetings that are booked? Okay, maybe they're not being, maybe they forget what they're trying to do and they just don't go. How can you remind them? Give them, prepare them. And then post, you know, post demo, not purchase or whatever the the next step is. So you're almost looking at it and saying on paper first, where we, where is the process? Where are we dropping? Where are people dropping off? And then how do we improve that from a email marketing perspective? Yeah, exactly. And and again, this is just the piece that's tied to your sales process. So. This yeah. is not even considering your ongoing email marketing to people who on your list yeah. that you've just built up. Yeah. So when you, if you, okay, you have a new project and you know, is the first thing you do is this like strategy conversation, reviewing, reviewing gaps or reviewing what they have and then kind of starting to make notes of like, how do we improve this? How do we improve that? Um, in, what for after after that conversation because i think a lot of people go to i need email nurturing or automation mixed in and they just go start writing emails um and then kind of get lost of it's it's tough to just create emails without knowing why where where does it fit in so when you have that strategy conversation what's your next step or like what can people think about uh or, or like take a next action so yeah so the first place we start is just understanding the overall business. Uh, we want to know everything they're doing with marketing. So we can kind of have an idea of how email fits into everything. Um, also we just have an idea of like, you know, where the leads coming from, what kind of leads are they, but really the first step before, like you said, instead of just trying to jump in and writing emails, the first step is we need to really understand who are their ideal buyers and what makes them tick or else that's the only way. I mean, look, you know, talented copywriters can write, they're good at just taking a swing and writing good copy, but you're going to be way more effective if you really take that extra time up front to drill down in what's really driving the buying decision for your ideal clients or ideal buyers. Um, and then we, we do a strategy session on that. So we create a messaging strategy. And then if it's a business that's more design heavy on the emails and they're, you know, they really have, uh, they have, you know, certain colors and fonts and logos mm-hmm. that they want implemented then of course we'll we'll develop a design strategy so it's not even before we've we wouldn't even write any emails or try to create any emails until we've done all that and we've mapped out the sales process so now we have an idea of like okay this is the step-by-step process that people need to get to we have a pretty good idea of the current situation they're in whenever they show up and meet this company we have an idea of who they are the problems they need solved, the, yeah. the things that they want, right, out, out of whenever they hire this yeah. company, the things that they're trying to actually achieve. And so now we can look at, if we're looking at that sales process, we're thinking, okay, so at this stage, what's the concern? What's going to cause them to drop off? Or, you know, what's how can we get them yeah. excited to move forward? Yeah. And it really is, like, it's like we talked about tactical versus strategy. I mean, the tactical of just setting up automations is pretty simple. 
where you really get the value is having that great content that actually speaks to those people. So you stand out from the other businesses that they're shopping that are just sending out generic emails or, or no emails. Yeah. 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 When you're speaking my language now, I mean, understanding your customer is, is so crucial in all marketing. Um, you know, we, we're in, we're in the content marketing business, which includes emails and all this stuff. And if you don't have an idea of who your customer is, you can, you know, like you're right. A good content writer can take their best uh, swing at it, but if you know like the the more of those details, you can specific, you know build out those segmented lists. Emails get more specific, get more as you. I mean, like, you know all this too. Get better opens, get better click throughs, get better you know end results. Um, do you guys, if a client doesn't know that, would you? If a client doesn't have that information, do you guys do that work to provide that? Or is that something that it seems like it's a requirement for it to be successful? Um, do you ever do you ever get to a situation where they don't know that and you're doing it for them? Yeah, it's it's definitely a requirement. So that's one of the first things we're asking about. Um, you know, once we know that we're going to work together, um, I'm always asking if they have put yeah. together those kind of strategy docs or they have any assets in place, you know, maybe they've worked with, uh, you know, an agency in the past that's helped them develop buyer personas, or maybe yeah. they just are kind of like, yeah, you know, I used to be in this industry or I am my ideal customer. Yeah. You know, like we need something, but if they don't have anything, yeah. we take them through our own process. Um, or it's just, you know, it's basically just a yeah. call where we're working through it. Um, you know, similar to the way you would develop buyer personas, yeah. Yeah, so we always have to start with that because without that, it's, I mean, again, yeah. you can put together good emails, but the, you, it's kind of like, you know, whenever you see good marketing, whatever, the best brands that yeah. market to you yeah. and they really speak to you, it's like, yeah, it just makes a big difference. You, <laughs> it's kind of like you start justifying in your mind. I mean, you, it's, you yeah. just decide yeah. immediately I'm buying and like now I'm, yeah. I'm looking for the justification <laughs> because they've, they've spoken yeah. to me so well, like, yeah, okay, I know I'm buying now. Yeah, the best automated emails, I feel like, are the ones that... So as a marketer, I know they're automated. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't feel like an automated... It doesn't speak like an automated email. And I think that's like when you know you've hit your sweet spot for for email and is like knowing your audience on such a deep level, um, having good copy and, and like having those segmented lists, um, you know, that speaks exactly to who I am. And, and like why and so uh, there's a lot of things that need to happen to get to that point um which well, you know isn't the point of today's podcast i'm sure we could get into it but um yeah it always comes back to that and i think you're totally i think you're totally right um that if they don't have it that's something they have to have so this is your so all those listeners this is your sign if you don't have buyer personas you haven't done this research uh no matter what you're trying to do do that first um, you can head over to our website. We've got all time, all kinds of resources for that, but that's certainly something you, you should really step on, uh, before you achieve these. Um, okay. I want to, I want to change, uh, change paces here a little bit. So you've been involved with email for a long time. Um, you know, from very, you know, I think you started as a freelance copywriter. And so you've, you've, you've clearly done copy. You've done internet, you've done all this like email stuff. You guys are in it every day. Where is email going? Like, what is the, 
if we're in email 3.0, what's email 4.0? Like what, what is the next thing people should be thinking about when, when implementing? Okay. So this is, this is interesting um, because email, if you look at internet marketing, I mean, email's been around since the very beginning, pretty much. So it's, <laughs> it's really stood the test of time so far. Granted, we're not talking about a lot of time compared to traditional advertising. Um, I, I think that there are two potential paths we go down, but I think that where we get to is the same. So right now we're seeing these, these technology companies are kind of going to war for market share of our homes and of our attention, right? Like, like Apple and, and Facebook and Amazon, they all want to be that ecosystem that owns everything. And we're starting to see now where they're starting to restrict certain things in the name of privacy for their users. So like, that's a big problem for that paid media folks are dealing with right now. Um, on the email side, we're starting to get that where we're the open rates aren't, aren't as accurate as they used to be because of the Mm -hmm. iOS updates. So on one hand, or sorry, on one path, I think we could get to where we actually lose a lot of our metrics or, or our metrics are just no longer trustworthy. Um, and users end up having a lot more privacy than yeah. on the another path, because if you really look at the way technology is developing with, with all the new marketing tools, even despite what's happening with people getting a little bit more privacy in certain areas, uh, they're losing way more privacy <laughs> in other areas. And honestly, we yeah. have so much more power to track people's behavior online than we ever did before. And the level of personalization, especially when you think about AI, I think that the, another potential path is that we see hyper-personalization with technology where we know so much about them that we can even leverage AI to create emails that are no longer personalized to the level of buyer persona yeah. work, but personalized yeah. to you and yeah. like specific yeah. things about you. Yeah. But what I say here about the, the outcome being the same is that whichever path we take, the pressure is going to come down to content has to be better. It's going to come down to the same thing we always say, which is content is king. And it's really going to be, it's kind of like with paid media right now, you're seeing that a lot of these metrics get taken away and there's more pressure on the content side than ever before, which in the end helps us all because that's what media is. It's content. And we all just want good content. That's why we subscribe to someone's email list. That's why we watch someone's show on YouTube. We all just want good content. And I think there's going to be more pressure to not be relying on tactical stuff as much and to actually deliver really great email content that people want. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. I think it's just going to get, and you're already seeing that, you know, like you could use, you could send, you know, uh, like, you know, Best Buy or Dick's or whoever, like these big brands are sending what, like four or five emails a day to some people. Um, and you know, like they, I'm sure they get a lot of unsubscribes, but they also get orders. But at the same time, value is going to be coming more and more, uh, of like the, that's the currency is are you providing value to your customers is it content they want and is it something they're actually gonna like uh read or take action on otherwise you're you're either you're gonna get unsubscribed you're gonna get uh you know lost in the shuffle or you're just not even gonna get sent that content yeah see that's such a great point you bring up because 
this is something that people, a lot of times small business owners will look at these big companies like a Best Buy uh, or an Old Navy or these companies that yeah. really hammer their list with email marketing. And yeah. they look at that as they think, well, these companies, they're so successful. Uh, you know, surely they're working, like they've hi- they, they have the resources to hire the best marketers in the world. Like you think yeah. this has got to be the best be strategy ever. Yeah. But small businesses don't have the ability to market and do things the way they do. So they can afford to burn out their list and have massive unsubscribes because of the acquisition of new people coming into their list because they're just, these are, you know, massive mainstream brands that are advertising in every channel available across the world. Right. So it's like, they're playing a very, very different game and they don't care. They just, from my perspective, they just don't care as much about the individuals on their list they're just maximizing what they can get, you know, despite the quality. And, you know, we might see some of these big household name brands go away because people prefer (laughs) brands that are more personalized. They, they like it whenever they, you know, you see all these influencer brands popping up, people want to work with people and they want the content to speak to them. And Yeah. yeah, I really think, um, one thing that small business owners have to keep in mind is to, is to not let these big brands, whenever they see them doing that kind of stuff, not let that influence what they do. Because as small business owners, we're just playing a different, we're playing in a whole different league than they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, millions of people on a list versus hundreds of people on a list. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I had a guest on um, the other day, and he was uh, kind of talking about like it was about podcasting and how like the 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 game is changing and, and, and like thinking about marketing as a as a whole and I think this relates is um, almost tracking you can't track it but thinking of it as positive interactions with your brand um, and the more negatives you have so if you're a small business and you send three emails a day negative response uh, that like people are going to associate these negative responses and lose trust or, or like that value to your brand. And so maybe they don't unsubscribe right away, but the next time that you have an ad or an email that's actually valuable, they might not open it. Cause it's like, Oh, it's, they're just sending me spam again. And so I think it's like a very relevant for small businesses for B2B. You want to reduce those negative impacts because when even three years down the road, that that person's association is like, oh, they spam me until I unsubscribed. Um, and I think you're kind of like hitting on that too for small businesses need to be more selective and valuable with the list that they have. See, that's, again, that's such a great point because that's something I'm always telling people, yeah. um, you know, companies that we're working with whenever they'll ask because one thing is we don't like to Unless it's unless it's um, you know a big sale or a big product launch or something yeah. where everyone on the list wants to know, we typically don't email whenever we send out broadcast campaign emails. We don't email the entire list. We like to use segmentation and we're more mm-hmm. selective about who gets which email for that exact reason. Because yeah. what happens is if you, my thinking is that just as from my own behavior, but also just watching the metrics over time of, you know, so many different email lists is that people reach a point where they, even if they don't unsubscribe, they've made the decision in their mind that, like you said, this, I'm never really rewarded. This company constantly yeah. spams me with email. I'm never really rewarded by it. So I'm just going to ignore them. And, and you know how there's like, there's, I guarantee you have 
lists you're subscribed to right now that you archive their emails every time, but you haven't unsubscribed yet, and you probably will, yep. or maybe you won't, but you're, but because you're archiving them every time, what's going to happen whenever they sent something that you actually wanted, but you just won't know because you yeah. already decided that those, like, I'm done with these emails. Yeah. And that's what happens yeah. to people. So it's like you have to, you have to protect your list for the long-term value so that, because yeah. a lot of people aren't going to buy every time, but they're not going to buy right now, but they will buy and they could potentially be really great customers. So you want, whenever the thing shows up that would have been perfect for them, you want them to be there ready to receive it. Yeah, uh, agreed. A hundred percent. Our services, you know, a lot of people need what we do. A lot of people need what you do, but it's it's all about timing and when they think they need it. And that's when, you know, their ears might perk up if they hear a specific term. And it was just discussed in their leadership team. And now it's something that's relevant. And it wasn't a year ago. It wasn't six months ago, but now it is. And, you know, that's, that's a lot about what marketing is, is, being in the right place at the right time, but also keeping them engaged and not pissing them off with mm-hmm. with like bad emails or bad content. Because it is the fastest way to, to lose somebody is if you send something that's just bad and not relevant, not helpful, and, and kind of like that spam sales pitch type email. There's a place for all those, but maybe not uh, all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know. People want to know when you have a big sale. Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, of course, like, don't, I'm not definitely not saying uh, don't take advantage of those kind of opportunities and not to hop on, you know, if it's relevant for your business, hop on Black Friday yeah. uh, promotions right. or other holiday right. things, right? So right. the thing is, is that you want those people to be there when you have that big sale, when so you, you have get that more big sales. Sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kyle, this has been great. I love talking about email. I could I could probably talk for another hour on uh, different strategies and, and techniques, but uh, you know we are out of time. So what I want to do, where can people connect with you? Where should people find you? Uh, where can they learn more about, about you and Elevate and Scale? Okay, yeah. So if you want to get more information and you'd like to uh, maybe hop on a call and, and see if we might be a good fit to work together, then just go to elevateandscale.com and you can find all the information you need there. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kyle. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to get you back on and, and do kind of like email marketing point uh, part two. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the B2B Growth Marketer podcast. I want to thank Kyle Stout for joining us today. I want to thank Summer Myers for her amazing editing of the podcast as usual. I want to thank Story Pemberton for doing all the promotion and marketing. This podcast is brought to you by Beacons Point. We are a content HubSpot and video marketing agency working with B2B SaaS technology and managed service companies. I hope you enjoy this. There's some great things in the show notes for all of your uh, resources that we mentioned. Um, Check out our website, that is beaconspoint.com for more inbound content resources. We've got a great newsletter that we send out for marketers and some other things. So thank you, everybody, and enjoy your day.